toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness we are souls on the journey opening up the conversation to heal awaken and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency it starts with you everything you need is within you this is your time i am stacy musial and i am sam fernandez and we are your co-hosts at be the love podcast thank you for tuning in and ascending with us hop on board the ascension bus this is adrian elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. This is Mia Tarduno. This is Brenda Carey from Sacred Path Healing Yoga and Reiki. Hi, my name's Steve Nobel. Here I am with Stacy and Sam on Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. So if it feels safe to do so, I'd like for you to just begin to focus inward and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present and taking another beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose Breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more deep breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, moving it all the way through your entire being and breathing out the love and light and sending it to all of humanity remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. And so today we have Nina Sauer. Nina is a certified clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist and mindset coach. She has over 10 years combined experience serving individuals in reaching their personal and professional goals and has helped organizations build successful teams and leaders. Her work touches on inner child healing, transforming the negative inner critic, moving into alignment as a whole person, shadow work and regression therapy, including past life regression. The tools she uses within her practice have been refined and synthesized over many years and results in her effective methods for positive change. Nina works with high-functioning individuals who are looking to level up in their personal and or professional life. She's a subconscious change expert focused on helping clients to use the power of their own minds to achieve the life of their dreams. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Nina. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, absolutely. I'm really excited to dive into this topic today. And so... I'd like to begin by just uh, learning a little bit more about your journey and what brought you to this point. Can you share a little bit about what that's been like for you? 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think anytime, Stacey, that we start looking backwards, right, we can start to see how all the moments, all the events in our lives became these little dots that seem so connected now. But at the time, we sort of float through them, wondering where we're going, what our purpose is. And that was very much my experience, um, you know, ever since I was a child. So looking back in my childhood at that time, the way I felt about myself was that I just didn't fit in. And, you know, there were a number of reasons for that, maybe both real and imagined, right? Like many of us. And so some of those were that I was growing up in a home where my mother was a spiritual healer. So right off the bat, I don't remember anybody other's mom doing any healing, right? Or having shamanic uh, healers and guides coming over to help, you know, train and and, um, hold that space. So so right off the bat, I knew um, one part of me knew this was totally natural. And the other part was like, none of my friends' moms are like talking to my mom because they thought we were the weird family. And we were, right? We were. So um, so I think right off the bat, I had some walls and I had some, uh, some sense of I'm different. And so fast forward, I get into my teens. There's a lot of moving. There's a lot of moving from country to country. I grew up in the UK but I was born here in Ohio, which is where I currently live. And I would go back and forth between my mom and my dad. And I learned really quickly, really early on how to manipulate to get my way. But really all that meant is that I was trying to, I was trying to find a way to belong. And I was trying to find a place where what that felt home. So you know, reason I bring that up is because I spent a really long time in my teen years and through my um, early 20s using alcohol and drugs as a way to, to feel like I fit in, to feel comfortable in my own skin. And um, then I had kids and that stopped. But I, I hadn't really known how to work through some of that inner tor- turmoil that alcohol and drugs basically covered up. OK, so um you know, I'm married, I have kids, I get divorced, I have kids. And, you know, drinking starts back up. So that's a big part of my story, because it's part of my awakening. Okay. And that's why I tell that because, you know, sometimes when from this standpoint, I look back and it all makes sense now. But at the time, I felt unworthy, not valued, I felt like I'd screwed my whole life up, and my kids included. And so, you know, we can get to a place in our lives where that can be the end. We know who we are and that's all there is to it. And we live from that knowing that this is all we are. So that's an important part of my story because that's not all I was and it's not all you are if you're part of that, if that's part of your story or no matter what your story is. So, um, you know, back to that divorce, it was a breaking point for me where I started drinking again. And then it got to the point where I just couldn't continue on. I couldn't drink and be happy and I couldn't not drink and be happy. So I sought out help. And I did that through a 12 step program, which really worked well for me. And let me just stop there and tell you that that got me to quit drinking and it reintroduced me to a higher power, which I had long left go much, much younger in my life. So I had essentially been walking through this world feeling alone you know, from other human connections, but also from source. And so this was the beginning of that journey, that reintegration of um, reintegration of uh, my higher power again. So 
And that's such an important part of my story because ever since that point where this 12-step program reintroduced the, um, the partnership and working with a higher power in your life, it blew the top off. And I really feel, um, I know we've talked about this before, but I started to explore all of these traditions, these wisdom traditions and um, you name it, I was exploring it. I was going to see mystics and Reiki and ener different energy healers. And I found myself one day on a table getting um, a Reiki treatment and had a really profound experience. I mean, it was like things in my body were changing. It wasn't just relaxing. It was beautifully relaxing, but I was having visions and there were, you know, definitely a movement of energy within my body. And even for three or four days after that, that was still with me that had done something and left me changed and left me wondering that big question mark was what was that? Mm. And how do I get more? Right. Mm -hmm. So I sought this teacher, uh, Debbie Machudas, uh, who's actually here in Medina, Ohio, and she became my teacher for that period of time to learn not only Reiki, but she taught me many things. And one of those things was, and I don't even know if she really knows how influential she was in my life, but I was angry. I had a lot of anger like held in my body. I was the nicest person, but I had so much anger in my body and she really helped me to release that. So, um, you know, that got me to a point where I started to say, or I started to release that anger, but it left me at a point where I started recognizing there was so much more, right? I didn't have to live my life the same way that I had. I didn't have to just go back to the job that just gave me six figures. It didn't mean anything to me anymore. And I found myself feeling empty, but not unhappy, just unfulfilled. And I wanted to, um, at the time I couldn't describe it, but I wanted to give back and I didn't know what that meant. Right. So um, I just started seeking more and I found myself in meditation, trying to figure out how to meditate, getting frustrated because I'm, you know, many of us, when we try to meditate, we think we have to empty our mind and yeah. move into this beautiful Zen pose. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to get frustrated. I can't, you know, not think of this thing. And, you know, what I learned is that's not the only form of meditation, right? That's actually not a form of meditation. I even practice if that actually exists, <laughs> but I found yoga nidra. So, um, you know, if you know what yoga nidra is, or if you don't, it's really that yogic sleep that allows your body to just go into this nice, sleepy relaxation, body asleep, mind awake, right? And it was so restorative. And I remember feeling afterwards, like, wow, my, my body feels great. Like my back feels so nice and aligned. Everything felt really good. But again, in that place, it was like visions and connections to something that felt like it knew me. And I had this, again, connection to something that I felt like I knew, but couldn't mm. quite put my finger on. So, so I say, looking back, it all seems so clear, but in the moment, I feel like I'm jumping from one stepping stone to the next saying, okay, I'm here now what? Right. And then I've got to take another leap of faith and jump to the next one. So that's, that's a lot of how my journey has looked. And at some point I said, okay, you know, I'm going to learn Reiki. I'm going to start learning some different modalities. I'm going to continue my healing journey. And that's where I am today. I've started doing things that were part of my healing journey and then essentially showing others how they could benefit from it as well. Mm. 
sounds like such a beautiful journey that you went on. And, and I, I love what you said. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, when we're going through what we're going through, we don't always know why or understand. And but to recognize that there's always a divine plan, a purpose behind everything and where it's really led you. And it sounds like and just everything it's been able to connect the dots. So um, it sounds like everything's really been purposeful. you and has led you to really dive deeper into some of these healing modalities and so i'm wondering um it sounds like a lot of these healing modalities modalities have also led you to the work that you do with clients so i'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about the work you're currently doing right now with with your clients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would love to. I love what I do. I have a mentor, uh, Renee Brent, who always says, I've got the best job in the world. Mm. And she's right. You know, we really do. I, I feel that mm. every ounce of me feels that I come to work, I wake up, I get excited. I don't dread my job. On a Monday morning, I'm like, all right, let's go. I've got so-so in this person. They're all coming in and we're going to have a great time because I know they're not going to leave the way they came. And you know what? Neither am I. So um, each person that I get to work with is as much of my healing journey as I am theirs. And that's really special. So so what I do, you know, is I'm, I'm a hypnotherapist, clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist, and I call myself a mindset coach, which really, you know, it's life coaching. But I work within that realm of You know, I'm not trying to get you to, to, to that point where you're, you know, your, your business is making X amount of it. it, it there's no specific focus, right? Mm -hmm. I work within the playground of your mind mm -hmm. and whatever your goals are, whatever your dream life is, I help you not only identify that and understand why you're not living it right now, but then start to build that action plan, that roadmap as far as how we can get there. So You know, what I tell each one of my clients is this is not a destination, right? It's it's this journey that we're on. There are mm. destination points, and it's important to recognize that, these little mile markers, because we want to know, are we getting close? Are we going in the right direction? Or are we just like, you know, do we throw the map out the window and are we just going wherever, right? There's that really great, great quote, and I might completely butcher it, but it's, <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere. And mm. there's probably different versions, but that's the one that comes up in my mind and you'll end up somewhere else. And, and that's so true. And yet um, most of us live our lives like that, right? We're afraid to dream that big dream. So as a coach, I work within that conscious space. We start to elevate your goals. We start to build those important action plans and have those aha moments. And, you know, as a coach, there's so much we can do. And I use neurolinguistics programming, which is again, working with your subconscious mind, but more from that conscious space. We don't need to go into the whole process of hypnosis sometimes, right? And um, there's a lot of different things that we can do from that place. But in hypnotherapy, using hypnosis, we can get right behind that cr critical factor. So if, you're, if your listeners right now don't know what the critical factor is, this is sort of what I refer to as the bouncer, right? That's sort of keeping you from having full access to that special back room where all the VIP guys are. And those VIP guys, you know, you just want to pretend that those are all of the answers that you're looking for, right? That's where we store in our subconscious mind, all of the emotions and feelings and, you know, events and um, beliefs and things like that, that have basically shaped your life and are continuing to shape your life. So 
you know, as a hypnotherapist, it's my job to help you reacquaint and build rapport with your subconscious mind so that you can learn to start communicating without me. Even we have lots of different ways to do that. Journaling is a great way. Once we start to go through this and you can recognize how to work with that, that part of you, um, it becomes much, much easier. So, so I'm always helping clients to answer your question. This long version of an answer is to say that no matter what modalities I'm using, breath work or uh, meditation and mindfulness practices or hypnosis or coaching or whatever it is, whatever type of coaching, it's all to bring you closer into the alignment so that you can essentially live the life that, that you want to live, right? And so sometimes I'll have people call me and say, I want to quit smoking. And right now, that's their highest intention, right? And sometimes after we start to work together, it's, you know, and I also want to let go of all this fear. And I also want to let go of all this and that. And, and once you realize you can overcome one thing that you thought you couldn't, maybe easier than you thought it would be, it becomes um, much easier to continue on that path to, to essentially do more work. Right. So. And, uh, yeah. And actually I can, I can actually attest to uh, the benefits of hypnotherapy. I've had a few hypnotherapy sessions myself. Um, and one of them was actually to, to quit smoking and it worked for, it worked for a while. And then, you know, stress kind of kicked it back up, you know, just like everything else, you know, there's, there is no quick fix out there. You know, you got to continue to work at stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, and I, I love the different modalities you were talking about, you know, the breath work is, is huge. And, you know, the, the affirmation therapy and all that. Um, one thing though, um, that actually really piqued my interest is something you do called soul alignment coaching. Mm -hmm. So can you, can you explain a little bit of what soul alignment coaching is? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I use the term soul alignment, I'm talking about that deep, deep inner place that is your truest potential, is your truest identity. So is it usually the thing that we start off with first, if you've come in to quit smoking? Probably not. You might not be that person who's ready for soul alignment. You might, I don't know. Um, typically how this works though, is somebody's really digging deep. Most of their life is pretty, in a pretty good place. They're not um, again, I work with mostly high-performing clients, right? Entrepreneurs and people who are um, have very steady income and jobs, and they've got a lot of things going on. They know how to reach goals for the most part. And so when it comes to soul alignment, this is such deep, deep work. It's We, we delve into a lot of different things that no client really looks the same. But this is a lot of what I call the most beautiful life work, right? Soul alignment is um, when that person who seems to have everything that they think they've always wanted, right? The family, the white picket fence, or the, you know, six, almost seven figure job or whatever it might be. They keep on moving forward and they've been going after that life their whole life. This has been their goal. They've reached every goal that they've ever had. And yet they feel that, that lack of fulfillment. They have something that's calling them and they don't know what it is. So soul alignment coaching is bringing them to that calling. So you guys are going to ask me more questions and I'm going to keep giving you a lot of the same answers. It's all about bringing you into alignment. You know, I can use a lot of different language, but at the end of the day, every individual has goals and, you know, some of those goals are more on the surface. It might be more physical or it might be more career oriented or it might be deeply spiritual 
whatever it is, it's about bringing that person closer and closer and closer to the alignment that's going to get them to their highest intention, right? And sometimes we see our highest intention is as, um, you know, spending more time with our family. It's my highest intention, right? But maybe the more that somebody is able to reach that, what they realize is maybe my highest intention is actually to spend more time with me, getting to know me. And then it's to spend more time with source, getting to know source. And then it's to share source with other people. And so, you, you know, our highest intention tends to evolve the closer and that we get to the center and closer that we get to, um, whether we use the word spirit or soul or energy or whatever, you know, as human beings, we have this soul. And I want to align you to what you are doing in this life. So I focus on this life with soul alignment. That doesn't mean we can't go into past potentials. But what I really want to focus on is why are you here? What is your calling now? Right? And so we use a variety of things as, um, as mirrors to see what we need to see in order to better direct ourselves to reaching that place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that actually, um, that makes complete sense. And, um, you know, I actually I have had uh, past life regression, uh, hypno sessions as well that help me learn um you know the 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 things that i the questions that i had in this lifetime mm. you know they helped me learn those questions so um yeah and i, I completely agree you know the the past is a, a tremendous learning tool mm-hmm. but the real work starts now present moment you know um and and I also, you know, I love what you said, you know, the, 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 the key is alignment, you know, and, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, you know, I mean, what about the times when, you know, you're just feeling stressed out or just, you know, just can't handle it, but you find time to take a walk in nature mm-hmm. and then you walk out and you're just, you're there, you're centered, you're there. You might not even remember what got you up so upset in the first place, you know, or you, or you see a friend and, you know, you have a laugh or something like that. And it's, to me, that's all like alignment, you know, it's all alignment and connectivity to whatever broke, whatever broke your connection, you know, whatever you, you disconnected from. Um, And yeah, I just, I, I couldn't agree more with the, with the alignment part of it. Um, Another question I had for you as well, Nina. So what are you noticing now that's keeping most people from living their most beautiful version of life? And how can we tap into our potential? Is it, is it alignment along with something else that you're noticing? Yeah. So again, to like, my mother always used to say, I'm, I'm too, I'm too much of a generalist. I always break it down to the most simplest form. So it's alignment. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, what, what makes us, um, you know, not an alignment? What, why are we not living that so easily? If it's, if that's the, uh, the goal and if that's the answer, then what, how come it's so darn hard? Right. So I'm going to go back to my past because it's always the best uh, reference point for me to, to talk from. And that is, you know, why wasn't I living my alignment? Why wasn't I living my highest intention and potential? And again, that's because I could only see myself as broken right? And I didn't know that I was a whole and complete person, that I didn't need to do anything or be anything more than just who I am. I just needed to allow that to be. So I was always trying to be more, do more, have more, know more, be prettier. And all that's, that's just the list that went on. 
and on and on. So I could never really fully be satisfied where I was at, right? The bar just kept on, you know, going up and up and I'd get there and then, oh, that's not good enough. I have to go here because it didn't fulfill. Those weren't the things that gave me um, that connectivity. It wasn't the thing that brought me into alignment, right? So, so then why are we not? It's, I really believe that when I work with my clients, my, um, the thing that I think about is these tools that we, that I use, right? Like I'm not the one who has the answers. They do. Mm -hmm. I'm their, their tour guide or their co-pilot or however you want to look at it, but I'm shoveling things out of their way. We're doing it together, but I don't know what it is until we find it. So it's, a lot of it is how we see ourselves. Why are we not living our fullest potential? What is potential, right? I mean, it's this um, capacity to become or to enter into this, um, you know, something that we often think of in the future, but potential is now, right? What is my greatest potential when I was born? It's no different than what it is now, right? And that's probably a much deeper, longer conversation with a lot more wrapped around it. But essentially, my potential hasn't changed right? Circumstances have changed, but my potential to be authentically who I am has only grown richer and deeper, right? With each experience, um, each failure, right? Or mistake, um, each thing that I go through gives me just yet another opportunity to live in that fullness of potential. So to answer your question, when I work with clients, I see myself a lot, and I see the struggles that I used to have in being able to see myself as a whole person, right? So we come in often to this realm of healing. And what we're always doing is saying, I can't be this. I'm not as good. I don't feel right. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing that I give them or that I do for them that um, essentially what they're doing is they're taking off right? They're taking off the idea that they're not good enough or that they're bad or that they're not lovable. So, um, you know, what I believe is the way to, to that aligned life is to start from why you're not, right? We always start with the end in mind. What does it look like, right? What could you be? What could you do? How would it feel? And um, start to learn what's getting in their way. Is it the disbelief that you deserve it? Why? Who says you don't deserve it, right? Is it because it seems so far-fetched that you could actually live at the beach? Is that part of your beautiful life, right? Why is that far-fetched? Why can one person do it, but not you, right? So um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. I, I think essentially it's it's the belief of who we are and what we think we, um, what we allow ourselves to be, right? It's the version of our, our self that we so identify with that version of failure or that version of not enough or that version of I'm a corporate businesswoman, right? And in order to get beyond that, you have to be willing to um, essentially annihilate that. Mm -hmm. That's very difficult. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you touched a lot on like just that deservingness, that worthiness. And I think that is like embedded in our culture, right? And we've received those messages, whether or not they were, you know, embedded in, in our childhood upbringing or in, in the culture that we have, there's always been this idea that there's maybe not enough or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we're can't can only get so far in life. Um, and so, 
you know, part of that is, you know, I think working with those underlying beliefs and the, the emotions that are there, the dark side of, of our culture, the dark side of our psyche. And so I'm wondering if you could maybe go into a little bit about that and like how, how we can truly work with the shadow and, mm. and start to do some of that deeper healing work to bring up the shadow, to move it out, to fully feel it um, and let it go. So we can really tap into our, our true potential. What would you say about that? Yeah, that is a good question. And I, I feel like um, that there are so many different terms to the work that I that I do. And um, I'm always doing shadow work to one, like to some extent or another, right? Um, because whenever we're working with parts or working with those core beliefs that we've built at such a young age, we're, we're bound to see things in ourselves that we've rejected, mm-hmm. that we've um, disallowed, right? And so, and I know there's a lot of different takes on shadow work. So I'll just share what mine is, right? Um, I think that we all need to align with our shadow because, you know, there's this, um, there's this idea that we, we have to be this, right? We have to be all light. We have to be all good. Mm. We have to have a really clean sense of humor. Don't come to my house. I've got the worst, (laughs) darkest sense of humor, but I, I see myself as a, as a, as someone who is full of love, you know? So um, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, laughing at other people's expenses. It just means I've got a British humor, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, sometimes we, we identify with what it means to be good mm-hmm. and in anything else, bad, right? Mm-hmm. If, we, if we think that good equals, you know, all of these other things, then we must think because we're such, um, you know, when we see things like light and dark, well, light's good, dark's bad, right? Why, where does that come from? Mm -hmm. So I can give you an example of, um, so I have a client um, that we've worked on and I won't give names or specifics, but I've done a lot of different work, shadow work with clients, but one specific example stands out and that is um, somebody who just was such a good girl. And she would refer to herself like, I'm a good girl. I just don't understand and X, Y, Z. And, you know, deep down, she was really just um, tormented by the fact that she had so much resentment and anger and what she called hatred at one point towards certain types of people. And in the very beginning, she couldn't even face that. She couldn't face this, right? And so what was it doing? It was creating this absolute... Um, need for her to be the good girl, to not feel authentic feelings, to even create um, a lack of boundaries because she was trying to hide from this, uh, this sense, this feeling. And so it was coming out all sideways, right? She lost complete control over some of the things that were actually healthy for her because she was so focused on being the good girl, because at some point that was created in her life, that that's something that would be, um, that was important for her to, to feel loved, right? And be accepted in her family. So you know, the work that we did together is first understanding who is it that you're so upset about? What is it that you're seeing? What do they do? How, teach me how to be really bothered by this person, right? Teach me how to just want to pray for them. Like what, who are the people that you want to pray for the most? And why do you want to pray for them? And what do you pray about? And why do you pray about it? Right. And so we started to, to reverse engineer this and started to see that all of the things and, and people that had really bothered her we're doing things that deep down inside she didn't feel that she was allowed to do, right? 
So when I think about the shadow, when I think about shadow work, it's about giving yourself space for the authentic feelings, whether that's anger mm -hmm. or jealousy. And I'm not saying that we make a lot of room for jealousy, but we have to allow for ourselves to recognize why do we feel this? What, you know, that I do feel this mm -hmm. in order to let that process move through and learn where it's coming from. So, so shadow work is a lot of, um, again, reflecting on, um, you know, seeing and experiencing, especially those that are struggling with others, that reflection where we have denied, disallowed, or really rejected ourselves. Hmm. And again, shadow work begins to reintegrate those parts of ourselves that we have um, been trying to hide from, from, hide from others and hide from ourselves. What it allows us to do is live a more whole and authentic life. And again, a picture of that could be being able to set clear boundaries and know why we're setting them, allowing yourself, you know, this person's not healthy and um, I don't like the way that is feeling. And so I'm going to set this boundary instead of feeling like I'm afraid to be anything like them. So I'm going to be over here on this, right? We lose control of our emotions, which essentially we lose control of our energy in doing that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm wondering if you could just go into that a little bit deeper and just kind of share some of the work you might do to create mm -hmm. some awareness around those shadows and, and what they can, what people can do to really embrace that part of themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so some of the work that I do, I've, are you familiar with parts work therapy? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you are yet. So mm -hmm. I use parts work a lot and um, we'll try to draw the shadow. If, if we're having a difficult time from our conscious space, really facing that and seeing that, then we'll often go into parts work and it'll often come up with part of me feels really angry about this person. And I'm not willing to let it go. Well, let's go talk to that part. That part will start to tell us why, because they can dissociate enough to start seeing it. You know, mm -hmm. so the fact is there's all these different parts, submodalities within us or mm -hmm. sub personalities within us. And some of these will take on a certain um, way to serve us. And so our shadow could just be different parts of us playing a role, right? That we shove in the dark and then it comes out in these other ways. So I'll use parts therapy as a way to build that mirror and to, um, so an example of that would be, we go into hypnosis. We invite this part to the table or the picnic bench or wherever is safe and comfortable and, and a good place for a conversation. And then my client will talk to this part just like it's in the room and we'll begin to tell this part why it's struggling. You know, thank you for being here, but you know, this is what I want. And this is what happens every time I'm doing this. You know, this part will tell us why it's doing its job, the way it's doing it, you know, what its highest intention is. And so it's the one that has to act all these things out because our client hasn't wanted to claim those parts, hasn't wanted to claim those authentic emotions or those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So what we're doing here is we're, we're opening up the conversation and we're always leading to a place of forgiveness and understanding and commonality. Have you ever felt like that, right? Mm -hmm. And um, acceptance, right? So that essentially if my client can move through those stages then they're no longer going to try to push that part of them to a place that's dark and unseen and hidden, they can start to reintegrate and start to elevate how to get those basic needs met, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I should also say that um, 
you know, all of us have basic human needs, right? Like to be loved, to have that connection, to feel secure and safe, but also in some ways to feel risk and adventure Mm -hmm. and, you know, feel important and feel like they can grow and like we're constantly growing and then feel like you can contribute to society or to the family or whatever. And so those are some basic human needs that we're always trying to meet. So when we don't know how to meet them in a healthy way, sometimes our shadow or sometimes Mm -hmm. different parts of us will create an avenue to meet those while our own conscious mind, our adult mind, our logic brain will either reject that notion of how it's being met, right? And which causes that conflict within us Mm -hmm. or, you know, a number of things could happen. So physical manifestations of this conflict could take place, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I find that shadow work is so important and parts work is such a great uh, tool to use in working through that because it's almost as if the client could see and have this conversation with um, one part of them that at one point they were so um, distant from, they, they didn't know how to talk to them. And all of a sudden they start to come to this place where they have an understanding. They start to have acceptance, right? And there's eventually that integration. And sometimes it can take more than one session, but it's really powerful and yeah. it's um, very healing. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful way to, I think, to really bring in that part of ourselves that maybe we've shamed or have felt, you know, super disconnected with because we thought it was, yeah, you know, wrong or, you know, mm-hmm. the shameful to be in that space. And so really to bring in that place, bring in that part and have some self-compassion and learn self-love in that, mm-hmm. you know, in that way and, and recognize that as part of our humanness or part of, you know, when we're having that part show up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. I was just uh, going to say, um, I love how you said, you know, shadow alignment. Um, that's actually something that, that I haven't heard before, but it really kind of, uh, you know, struck a chord with me in the sense of, so, you know, we, we always look towards the light, you know, we always focus on the light, you know, soul alignment, you know, light work, uh, you know, let's go to the positive, let's go to the positive. But, you know, with, without, you know, the, the, the shadow, without the dark, there, there can't be any light. Um, and while you were discussing all that, one thought that came into to my mind was, um, you know, soul alignment and shadow alignment. You know, that if, if we, if we just do soul alignment and we don't worry about, or we, we purposefully stay away from the shadow, we're only going to be getting, you know, half of that, half of that reward. Mm-hmm. Right. But we have to get into the, into the shadow work too. And, um, you know, my, my background is, is a little similar to yours. I had problems with drugs. I had problems with alcohol when I was younger, um, because I didn't know where I fit in. You know, I didn't know where I fit in. I didn't know, you know, I, I was really sensitive. I was really like tapped into things. I didn't know what was going on, you know, so I needed something to not only help me fit in socially with my peers, but to numb whatever, was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of us that are in these, you know, in the, the healing professions or the healing modalities have gone through some type of, you know, um, trauma or, you know, 
self-loathing or you know substance abuse or something like that um because we need you know we, we didn't know what was going on at the time so we just we wanted to feel quote unquote normal mm-hmm. again you know so um but normal. yeah i just yeah <laughs> normal yeah. And for those yeah. of you listening we all did quotation marks yeah, lots, lots of quotations there. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i i i think it's 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 very beautiful to uh to you know embrace the shadow mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. it's very beautiful to to let you know your shadow self know that you know i don't hate you you know mm-hmm. i i i was afraid of you but now i'm understanding you and i think that's a big way that we could transcend into that light into that soul shadow connection and into that purpose um one question i did have for you nina though is uh so you know if, if we did go through the the soul alignment the shadow work you know and we're we're just cruising right along um how do we know when when is that and I, i'm sure it's not a moment but when is that time when we know that we are truly aligned with the soul you know how how does that come come through wow <laughs> yeah no that's a great question again you know i don't know when your alignment is, is it ever complete? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there are some, uh, when I talk about those mile markers, right? So no matter what I'm doing, we're talking about, you know, how do you want to feel? What do you want to be able to do? Right. And if somebody says, well, I just want to make more money, pay my bills on time. Well, my clients aren't typically saying that to me, but I'm giving that example, you know, then, then that's what we're meeting. Right. But when we start to find that the, the goals and the um, things that we're trying to bring into alignment are less on the outside and more on the inside. We're moving into a good place, right? When it's less about, I think I need to be fixed. And it's more about how do I up level and start reaching more people or start serving more people? Then you know you're moving into a place that's more in alignment. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I would love to say I have all of the answers, it's best for the rest of the world if I don't. Right. Because we all have this journey to make and I'm not done yet. I'm not in that full soul alignment. I just know that every day I wake up and I do certain things to keep me on my path. Mm -hmm. And sometimes my path winds to the right. Sometimes it winds to the left. And, um, you know, I do what I do every single day and I just do the next right thing. And that's not the next right thing, according to Sam or according to Stacy. It's the next right thing, according to what I know deep down inside aligns with the great knowing, Mm. you know? So there's a lot of check-ins. If I'm away from that, if I don't practice that for a few days, I might start to, you know, little red riding hood, you know, off into the deep woods. And um, that's fine. I'll probably find a big bad wolf that I can bring back to the path. But meanwhile, I want to be on that path. You know, I want to be in that, in that place of alignment. Um, you know, going back to the shadow again, the truth is if we ignore the shadow and we just go to the light, you know, that shadow is not going to let us go. It will become stronger and stronger and more maladaptive until we finally, like a little two-year-old, it's going to be throwing a temper tantrum in the corner until we give it the love that it needs, right? So, It is so important to continue this holistic journey, which isn't just teach me how to be a good person. I can't teach how to be a good person. You know what I mean? What does that mean? 
um, teach me how to be better at this and how to be better at that. And, um, you know, there are certainly a lot of things that I can teach you, but the, the greatest tool I can give you is to reconnect with those deep, deep inner places within you and teach you how to do that without me so that you can do it wherever you're at anytime. So Stacey, you asked me earlier, well, how can somebody do this on their own? Well, you know, when you get in my chair or you're somewhere halfway across the world and we're doing the Zoom thing, um, you know, there's that guidedness, right? I can teach you how to do that. But after a little while, it becomes easier to recognize these parts of us and to recognize like now I'm like, oh no, she didn't. You know, when I start to have this little um, moment with what used to be my negative inner critic and now she's like my super badass coach, you know, I've transformed that relationship a lot and I've given her some new job duties and some responsibilities in my life. And I respect that. And I listen to her and she trusts me more, right? Whereas at one point she was always trying to protect me because I was just so worried about not feeling loved, good enough, you know, valued, all that stuff. So she kept me from really moving beyond those barriers that I'd put up in place. Okay. So when we start to work with that part of us, it starts to become easier and easier to recognize when parts are out of alignment with what we truly want. Right. So I um, have some clients that I probably see now once a month and we do a lot of journal work love journaling. I love journaling. I used to think this was the craziest idea ever that journaling could help you. Like, what does that mean? Writing things down. This is a waste of my time. <laughs> but for so many reasons, which I don't think we have time to get into here, journaling parts work is very interesting. And so I will even say to a client, she'll be like, gosh, I just have all this fear coming up, but I really don't have time for a session. That's another story. But I'll say, well, listen, here's what you can do meantime put fear down on this paper and ask fear what it wants from you. Mm. And then I don't care if you change the color or just keep the color, step into the place, that feeling of fear and let it respond. Right. We can really do this. It helps when you have practice communicating with that subconscious mind, but you can absolutely do this on your own with some practice through the simple format of journaling. So allowing these parts of yourself, your logical, conscious, analytical mind to, to talk right there on paper with fear. What does it want from you? You know, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to tell me? And then, you know, be prepared to listen because it'll probably tell you. Mm. <laughs> really like that. Um, you know, one thing that you mentioned really stood out to me as far as, um, you know, being truthful with yourself, but then learning to trust yourself in that process and what that feels like, um, you know, because I think, we are so bombarded with messages from, you know, culture or our, you know, upbringing or whatever that media, you know, whatever might be the case. And so we tend to suppress our needs and our wants and our desires and thinking, you know, maybe that's not available to me. Like maybe, you know, this job um, or this passion or, you know, something that, you know, that you want, the, a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know right now, one thing I'm, I've learned a lot about, just kind of read over my own journey, is that lifestyle of, you know, freedom of time and, um, you know, being able to be location independent wherever I'm working, you know, and, and so at one point in my life, that was felt very unrealistic 
And, and, you know, but it's, but I kept that vision going and I kept moving forward to that, but I know there's, you know, maybe people don't have that, you know, and they, and they feel stuck or stagnant in, in jobs, nine to five jobs that feel like that's what they're, they have to do. And, and so I think, um, so I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about that, like just trusting that you're on the right path when you're, you're going forward, like what, you know, what that might feel like and, and it doesn't always have to be a big jump or a, you know a, mm-hmm. it can be you know small steps but um but what like tapping truly tapping into that alignment and that trust within yourself to I guess build that trust within yourself mm-hmm. okay so you know with a brand new client a lot of times, you know, if they have never, um, if they've dealt with some behavior their whole life, it's really hard for me just to say, and as soon as this is done, your whole life's going to be different. Well, it might not be. They might not make big life changes. That's okay. It doesn't change my life. If they choose not to, that's fine. It might be all that they wanted to quit smoking, for example, right? But for someone who wants to make big life changes and they're looking for the example that you gave, which is move out of this nine to five job, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be dependent on having to go into a nine to five office and a cubicle and nothing wrong with that. But I want to do something different. I want to get an RV and work from the road and travel and do all these things. That's what my 14 year old said. She's like, I want to get an RV and live in this bus or whatever she said, you know. So, so what does that look like if you're in a cubicle and you're like, you know, I just feel like I'm listening to all this law of attraction stuff and it's so exciting and I really want to live like that. Well, let's start with the, the reasons that you're not. I always come back to that. And like, it, it might seem like that's my big one trick pony, but if we don't start there, there's no, there's no point on, you know, trying to help you build this great life because you're always going to come back to the, yeah, but, right? So if we can establish um, what your yeah, but, is mm. you know I want to live this great life and I'm just like I can see it in my head but okay let's write that butt down let's talk about that right mm. and then if I was to overcome that one butt then I've got this butt well let's write that one down let's get all the butts out right I'm just going to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze all of the butts out and I want as many uh you know emotions and beliefs to come out of that so I can start to get a picture and you can start to get a picture of what's really holding you back mm. You'd be surprised. I worked with a client for two months. She came in, tattoo artist. She's just super fabulous. I love her. Um, coach, hypno coaching client. We've done some uh, parts work and some other things and some programming and, you know, really open. And she's an empath and she just got all this stuff going on, right? And she's this amazing artist. And um, in her work, she just felt so unappreciated, but she didn't have boundaries. And so we started working on different things that really very quickly had big shifts that she was able to make in her life because of now removing this block. I now see myself this way. This is no longer my way and I can move forward, right? Nothing was holding her back from saying no, from saying to this one client, you know, your money is not worth it if you're going to sit there and talk bad to me all this time, you know? And so two months ago, we started working together. She called me um, earlier this week and said, I quit my job. I'm like thinking, oh God, you know, what does this mean? She's like, and I'm starting, I'm opening up my own shop. Mm. The girl that walked into my office only two months ago had her hat down low, her coat was up, right? 
she had basically hid herself in all of these clothes. Now, granted, it was pretty cold, but at the same time, she stayed in my office like that for the first two sessions as trust started to happen. And as she started to let go, you know, physically, the, the, um, the appearance started to change. May, you know, not that she needed makeup, but, you know, she started doing different things, living more expressively, showing me who she was, right? So that's just a small indication of what I'm seeing on the outside is she's making all these inward changes and work is becoming more um, comfortable. Her relationship with her husband's starting to transform. She's using her voice in a way that feels supportive to her. It's very receptive. So what, what do I know about um, if, if those things now are starting to, well, you're, you're going to see it. Once you start to remove those blocks, once you start to create healthy boundaries in your life or whatever it is, you're going to start to see the evidence of these things building, removing blocks in your path, right? They may close some doors. Maybe that's exactly what you need to have happen, but it'll open up other doors. So if you can trust the work, trust the inner dialogue now, that mm. inner change, that's what I would say to focus on. Don't always look mm. on the outside. You know, early on in this work, we often are so used to looking for the external validation. Mm -hmm. And I do want to help people more and more listen on the inside because it's not me that has the answers. It's not this person over here. It's not your boss. It's not even your spouse. Mm -hmm. Listen to your spouse. But it's really what's going on deep, deep inside. Um, Glennon Doyle has this book called Untamed. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Love her. But she talks about going into the closet, right? And sinking down and connecting with that deep inner knowing. And I love that terminology because, uh, you know, it, I can use 15 different phrases a day to explain um, what I think this higher power is. And I love all of the different, you know, I, there's so many great ones. But that deep inner knowing is such a perfect um, visual for me. So if my clients can begin to listen and sense and feel what that is inside of them, mm -hmm. as we do this work, it'll be that much easier because it's not always outward evidence, right? Mm -hmm. You will see that, but yeah. it's what's happening in here. That's wonderful. Absolutely. I think it's, it's all about the inner journey, right? And so... Um, so you, you offer what's called a, a beautiful life meditation. And so, yes. yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I'm excited to share this with your listeners. Um, it's called, now it's called step into my dream life. And, um, I quite literally want to guide them to step into mm -hmm. their dream life. Right. I do a lot of visualization work, but let's be honest, not everybody has their strongest sense is not always visual. Mm -hmm. So, um, in fact, before I tell you more about that, I have a client, I just came in earlier today and he, and I've had many funny laughs about how he's not a visual person. Like he just doesn't see himself as visual. But if I say right now, do you know what a door looks like? He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, do you have to always be in front of the door to know what it looks like? Well, no. And if I asked you what an apple looks like, there's no apples in here, but could you imagine right now what an apple looks like? Well, yeah. Well, then you visualized, right? So mm -hmm. some of us can close our eyes, we can see the flame, we can make it blue, we can do all these things. And some of us, that's not our easiest sense, but we know what a flame looks like. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says, I'm not, a, I'm not a visual person, I can't visualize, I say, bullshit. <laughs> I say, think about when we dream, right? We, we yeah. can all visualize, but sometimes it's easier to connect with, um, you know, the way something smells or the way something feels, that kinesthetic sense or, or just auditory. So. When I have someone 
working through that visual visualization and um, you know that's a lot of this work when I when I'm guiding them through I want them to not just think about trying to see it just know it just know it if I talk about a door you don't have to worry about seeing the door just know it's there right you know what it feels like to open the door feel that right so this this step into my dream life meditation is about 40 minutes long and it's designed to help you practice getting into a state of not only seeing and experiencing, but feeling, right? And why is that important? Because, you know, the ideas that we have are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling, right? And we know that um, when we are trying to create a new life, it's not just about saying out loud or seeing it in our head, that's really great. But if we can move into that feeling, something concrete happens, we're actually creating a new, um, and we're creating an experience, right? Which is just so much stronger than just thinking it in our mind, right? So um, I do this a lot with clients when we do core transformation, we take them from a state that is good and we move it all the way up the chain to bodily experience what sunshine feels like mm. or what warmth feels like or what their um, connected connection to source would feel like, right? If they can imagine it and even conceive of that feeling, then they can experience it. So you've, what this meditation allows you to do is to walk through the, this pure potential, right? Because if you can imagine it, you can achieve it right? If you can dream it, you can certainly become it and experience mm -hmm. it. So the idea behind this meditation is to give um, my clients, your listeners, uh, a chance to continue to build this visualization and to feel it. And I encourage people to do it more than once, really do it as many times as you can stand, mm -hmm. <laughs> because um, there, there's something very important about continuing to go in. And then I also say, uh, if you have time and you can um, you know, take even five minutes. If it has to start with bullet points, do that, but journal about the experience. What did you see there? How did it feel? Each time you go in, it'll get stronger. You'll get there quicker. You'll build on that experience, right? And so what that does is that allows us to build sort of a GPS in our subconscious mind, drawing these things in. So if you can believe the law of attraction and, you know, all those things that were, were like magnets. And let me tell you something. I had, um, trauma in my childhood that went unhealed for a very long time. And as an adult in my early adult life, all I did was fear and focus on the fear of this thing ever happening. And guess what? It happened. I drew it right to me. So I'm a true believer. That's I've experienced that in both negative and positive. And when I focus my attention on something, and that's what meditation is, is giving you the opportunity to visualize it, think about it, feel it, experience it as if it's already happened. If you can do that, watch out, start to see the evidence of these things starting to move in your life. So I hope that your listeners go and um, get that free meditation and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell our listeners where they might find that? Yeah. So um, actually there's a link, it's going to be in your show notes, I believe, and it will link you to a page that will, if you just put in your name, first name and um, email address, it'll send you a link to then go in and you'll use the coupon code be the love. So the name of your podcast, and then it will be entirely free for them. And they can just download it. It's right there on my website. Awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome.
And so Nina, can you tell our listeners how they can find you um, at your, with your website, social media, um, and maybe what you're currently working on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, what I'm currently working on, there's a lot of cool things coming in. I'm working on a group coaching, but that's a little bit down the road. But for right now, I, um, you know, with COVID and all this life change, so many people have had, um, you know, are working from home and kids are home and maybe kids are back in school, but things are just not really quite the same. So, um, you know, and I've got kids myself and I know the amount of stress that kids are feeling, the amount of isolation. So really what I'm working on right now are some special meditations and programmings for kids. So those will be up on my website. You can go to the store and I'm going to try to put as many free things out there and things for kids to be able to access on their own um, or for parents to be able to um, give to their kids. So, and so that's what I'm working on right now. And that should be available uh, before May. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So as far as being able to reach me, I'm on Instagram. You can find me Instagram or Facebook at Nina Sour Hypnocoach. And uh, it's just N-I-N-A-S-A-U-R-E-R, Hypnocoach. And um, also just website is firstnamelastname.com, ninasour.com. So hopefully you put those in the show notes. I know a lot of times people misspell my name and that's okay, you know. (laughs) Yes, we will put all of that in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you, Nina, so much for being here today with us. Yeah, I have so enjoyed. You guys have great questions, and it's, uh, it's been a good conversation. Yeah, we've enjoyed Beautiful. it too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you like this show, share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And if you feel called, we would love a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Take care. Talk to you later. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.